The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. Welcome to another episode of Table Talk. There are three of us at the table for this particular episode. We have Dave, Ben, myself, Luke. So we're going to be tackling the question of, is questioning our faith apostasy? We're going to be tackling the question of questioning our faith. That was was a bit of tongue-tying, Luke. It was tautology right there. And the answer is no. Thank you, everyone, and good night. (laughs) This, yep. this was a complex episode. <laughs> yeah. And we apologize for being tired before we even get underway. Just saying. So, <laughs> so, so, so what's the question behind the question, guys? It, it's all about questioning our faith. It, it's, uh, Hang on, should, that is the question. What's yeah, yeah. the question behind it? <laughs> <laughs> our faith needs questioning? Or yes. does our faith need questioning? Does our faith need questioning? Yep. Sorry, you were saying, Ben. I yeah, it's... I'm actually trying to cut you off. No, it's all good. But it's it's a case of, should we should we even allow ourselves the question? Mm. Or should we have the faith to say, no, Jesus, 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 and then just leave it at that? He's <laughs> yeah. the answer. Yeah, it's Jesus is always the answer. So someone said it on the highway, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, right? We, we are taught... Whether explicit or implicit, we're taught not to question. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I was scared of asking questions when I was young for two reasons. One, I thought, what if I don't know the answer to the question and I don't want to make it look like I don't know the answer to the question? That was probably the main thing. But the other thing was, if you ask hard questions about our faith, then there's this thing where everybody automatically thinks, oh, well, then are you leaving the church? Are you, yeah. are you forsaking Christianity? <laughs> and so, therefore, even if you ever have those questions, at least in our culture, you'd never say it out loud. <laughs> I don't know. Was that the same for you guys? Or was that just a me thing? Or Somewhat. I think probably more for me, it maybe felt a little bit like treason, sort of internally with God. It was kind of like, should I be really, really be questioning him or should I just trust him on this? Yeah, I had a little bit of that. But at the same time, I'm very curious by nature and my curiosity sooner or later wins. Yeah. And I think as I grew in the faith, at least, uh, and maybe you guys can resonate with this, I'm not sure. I, f- I felt that um, the curiosity didn't die and neither did that feeling of, you know, would this be treason? I just grew to the place where I was I was able to, to process the idea of questioning God while still trusting Him. Yeah. And yeah. being like, I'm going to question you, God, but I'm going to be okay even if I don't get an answer. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of been my journey at least, that that's where I've got to the place now where I, I, w- I will question my faith at every twist and every turn. Uh, you guys probably know that better than most. Mm-hmm. But I'm comfortable, even if I don't have the answers right now, to still be a Christian to still be faithful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's a mark of mature Christianity to actually get to the point where you can feel comfortable questioning God. I do it all the time. Mm. When something real unhappy um, occurs in my mouth, I'm just like, God, okay, what are you trying to tell me? What direction and what lesson am I I'm learning today? Mm-hmm. And um, usually it turns into something quite good. I, I learn a lesson and life improves. Yeah. But... There's definitely a lot of questioning until that point com- comes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for me, a lot of the questions, they kind of came to a head for me, but around the time I turned 20, that was sort of like where, where those sort of questions really came to the front. Mm. It was the first time I actually allowed myself to ask the question, well, what if what I believe is indeed all cultural conditioning? Mm. Yeah. You know, what if? What would that mean for my life? And that uh, was... Well, sort of went hand in hand with when I decided to be baptized because that was ha- when I had to process mm-hmm. all of those thoughts. And I, I think I had a lot of fear about my asking those questions. But if anything, I think it's a really healthy healthy thing to do. I also think there's a, 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 another side to this, right? It depends on our own personal bent. Some people are bent to towards asking hard questions and sometimes it's just for the sake of asking a hard question and creating doubt where there was really no need for it. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's your if that's your personal proclivity, if, that, if that's what you automatically like doing, then you probably have to ask yourself why you're asking the question. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, which is where I was, uh, the reason that I didn't ask the questions was out of fear of what people would think of me or whatever. And in mm-hmm. those sort of circumstances, I think the opposite is the, is the truth, right? You mm. have to pursue those questions because if you don't, you end up with a brit- what I would call a brittle faith. Mm-hmm. It's not tested. And if you never allow yourself to ask questions, you never get to test your faith. And so it might be hard, but it's brittle. If it gets hit hard enough, it will shatter. Shatter and you just completely lose your faith, and that's part of the reason why this is actually quite an important process. That's right. This actually stands out for me. Uh, I was having when I was having a conversation with uh, Clifford Goldstein. Like it was one of the very actually I think it was the first interview that we ever did on this podcast. If anyone is keen to go back and listen to that, that was a really, really, really good episode. Really enjoyed his his perspective on life and his story. But one of the things that really stood out to me was when we were talking about knowing if God is real and those sort of questions. Cliff said that for him, the question of faith is so far beyond fact at this point that it does not matter. Nothing challenges his faith. And he elaborated a little bit on that to say not that he's not willing to listen, but that he has had so much experience with God now, no amount of evidence could force him to believe that that was not true. It's Mm. like, I'm a parent. I've had my child and my child has been there for so many years. If someone comes and knocks on my door tomorrow morning and says, I'm sorry to break this to you, but Seth is not actually real. It would be a nonsensical statement. I'm going to go, of course he's real. I was there when he was born. I was there when he started eating solids. I was there when he did this and this and this. And that's what, this is what Cliff was saying. That's what his experience is like with God. He's done enough person to person time with God so that nothing is going to shake his faith. And he's totally fine with entertaining any difficult question to mm-hmm. challenge that. And I think that's the goal, right? Definitely. That's we need to get to, which is like what you were saying, Dave, about the fact that you can hold those polarities as you question what's going on, right? This is that sort of Christian maturity. Yeah. So, ask a question, which is sort of somewhat answered in that story I just told. But do you guys think we need 100% certainty, though? No. 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 Why? I mean, you can't get it to start with. Yeah, I, was good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if we feel one hundred percent certain about anything, we're just showing our ignorance, basically. Yeah. Can you ever have one hundred percent certainty in anything? Mm. Not unless you know everything. I mean, right? yeah. and that's not possible. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what's certain in life? Gravity, mm. taxes. <laughs> Said by a true accountant. <laughs> yeah. And why are they certain? Well, they're forces of nature. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which natural force is tax, uh, tax coming from exactly? <laughs> It's inevitable. The tax man will always come and get you. (laughs) The government will always want its pound of flesh. This is true. So, 
Yeah, I, I think I think that there is this misconception, though, is probably what you're leaning towards in your question, Luke, in Christianity, that, that we, we have to be 100% sure about what we believe. Yeah, to kind of be a responsible Christian. Um, but the reality is we can't. It's just not possible. Like like I said, you can't know everything. And so because you can't know everything, there's always going to be room in the stuff that you don't know for you to be wrong about the things that you think you know. Yeah. And just parenthetically, that's why I, I believe there is a very clear and logical reason why there is no such thing as an atheist. Atheism is a myth because you have to know everything in order to be able to categorically state that there is no God. Agnosticism makes total sense. You know, you can totally be in the place where you don't know if there's a God or not. Mm-hmm. But for people that st- that state there is no God, how do they know that with absolute certainty? Well, maybe it's not a myth, but it's a faith. Just like, yeah. you know, being yes. a Christian is a faith. Mm. Like you say, you've got to trust that mm. what you do know... It's not provable. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, but what, what I was saying, I guess, is that in Christianity, sometimes we feel like we have to know all the answers in order to be a responsible Christian. And so, you know, we approach the Bible then with this narrow perspective that feel like we, we know already. Mm. And the problem that, that that brings in my mind anyway is then you're reading a text thinking you know what it means or you're reading a passage with these preconceived opinions about the passage and all of a sudden you're dictating to God what it is that he's telling you. Mm. Uh, which is quite a problem, really, isn't it? Man making God in our own image. Yeah, and so I think when we ask questions, we allow ourselves to to take a step back from that position as well, and and we allow God, again, to be on the throne, to be the one that does know everything, and and we are just recognizing our position of inferiority. I hadn't thought about the whole um, it can cause us to read into the text idea. It's a a good notion that... Well, it's a bad thing, but it's a good notion... (laughs) And because we really, when we read the text, we should be going in there questioning, letting it explain itself. And if we don't get it, well, we need to find a similar text and use it to explain it. Yep. I mean, that's the basis of good Bible theology. Yeah. 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 And it's not going in there and going, well, I think it means this, so I'm going to make it mean this, and I'm going to tile these other texts to make sure that it means this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think this is one of the one of the key problems that we have in our churches, and that is people are very accustomed to building a case for Christianity, just like you stated, that they put all their eggs in one basket. It's like, well, everything has to be neatly lined up and and they refuse to allow any tension mm-hmm. within their, their faith. And that just leads that leads you to a place where it, you have an unexamined faith and you can never mature in a Christian sense. You can't really mature if you're pushing questions away. You have to mm. wrestle with the questions in order to mature and actually have meaningful answers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I wonder if that's how the Pharisees became to, um, the way they were. Hmm. So closed off. So closed off, yeah. Yep. Because when they were um, bombarded with these new ideas... Their whole world just about collapsed. Yeah. A few of them managed to catch on and mature, like uh, Nicodemus, for example. But a lot of them, they just they shut down and then became murderous. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Here's an interesting thought. For those of us that are Christians and are operating in a faith community, what is our responsibility towards others who have questions? Probably our first responsibility is to show them grace. Because hmm. if you're not received well as a questioner you're auto- automatically going to shut off to the answers right yeah and this is exactly my point because there was a good friend of mine who 
started asking questions about, well, firstly about like specific things about our church and then wasn't getting answers. And every time he tried to ask the questions, you know, the church leadership would essentially stonewall and sort of go, you know, you shouldn't be asking those questions. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he just got bitter about that. And then he started asking bigger questions about Christianity and then the inspiration of scripture. And Mm -hmm. he eventually questioned himself all the way out of the church. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really do wonder, I actually, I actually apologized to him earlier this year, late last year, something like that. I haven't, hadn't been in touch with him for a long time, but I was just really convicted that I, I was really young when that was happening, but I didn't help the situation because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to do with these questions. And I wish there had have been someone who was a bit older, had a bit more Christian maturity, who could have navigated that for him mm-hmm. rather than everyone around him just going, you're bad for asking these questions. Mm. And I, I really do wonder what his experience would have been like had those questions been embraced and, and actually wrestled with mm-hmm. in, a, in a church context. Yep. I think it would have been a very different thing. And that's why I, I said to him that, you know, I reached out to him again and just asking how he was doing. And I made mention of that. I said, look, you know, I, I really wish that that had have been handled differently yep. because uh, I didn't know what to do with it, but I wish someone was there that did. Yeah. So I think we can be those people though, right? Yeah. We, we can tackle that with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a good cautionary tale as well because it, it just shows how it festers if somebody's sitting there asking questions. You're just like, no, no, you're not allowed to answer these questions. Go in the corner, mm-hmm. face the wall. No more questions yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I certainly would resent that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see how people get themselves out of the church community and then out of the faith altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it hadn't have been for the reformers doing the very thing we're talking about, there would be no such thing as the church as we know it today. No, they were certainly told to go yeah. go in the corner and if they come out, they're, getting, they're going to get burnt. That's right. Oh, they went into the corner. They wrote books. Yeah. <laughs> and then the book turned the world upside down. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the big questions that you guys have, have had in the past and that you've thrown out to God and have, have you found satisfactory answers to them? It sometimes takes a bit of time. The current questions is so I'm actually on a uh, on a bit of a sabbatical, a career break at the moment, and what actually has popped up is my direction. Do I continue moving forward in the current direction I want, or should I go in a different direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of well, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just like God, please give me some guidance because let's face it, the direction I want to go, I'm having some difficulties. But is it just a difficult road? Or is it a case of, do you just don't want me to go down there? Mm. Yeah. So for you, the questions are more life questions, like Mm. life path questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're always a challenge. I think some of the big ones for me uh, was, uh, you know, the the Epicurean question, you you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all have that one, but. That's what I was going to say. I think that's something at a very basic level. We all have to ask ourselves that question and reconcile it somehow. You know, if God is all good and all powerful and all loving, then what's the deal with evil? Where did, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And if we don't have a successful answer to that, if we can't come to some sort of terms around that question, then our faith in God is going to be shallow at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one for me. What about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, same sort of thing. Existential questions are always the ones that sort of bother me the most. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, one that, that I, I don't feel I have a satisfactory answer to mm. yet. Like, it's satisfactory enough to get me by, but yeah. I, I'm looking forward to finding out the full tome of answer to that question because <laughs> it's going to be that. Is, you know, why did God command suffering throughout yeah. the human experience? Mm. And I know there's going to be intricacy to that answer that 
I can't now see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have complete confidence in God in spite of the fact that that's an unanswered question for me. Yeah. And, and I don't mean unanswered in the sense that I have no idea. I have some ideas, but I just don't feel like I have all the ideas that make it sufficiently that you know, reasonable. That 100% <laughs> complete picture that we were talking about. Yeah, yes. or even enough that it seems like, yeah, yeah, I can see why that was a good idea. That, that's plausible, yeah. You know, it still, it still sometimes feels like, no, I, I can't see why that was a good idea, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, and and the, the good thing, I guess, about that particular example is like, it's it's a, an opportunity for us to to you know take stock of that and be like you know what I am finite like we were saying earlier I don't actually know everything and so who am I to question one that has shown me over and over again that he's wiser than I mm. who am I to question him to the point where I would say I don't trust you anymore mm. over this even though he has shown me that he's trustworthy over and over and over again in my life and so yeah I feel it. I feel that's a good example of how sometimes we don't have all the answers, mm. but we have enough of an answer through other experiences with God to exactly. be able to, to stand what, back from the question a little uh, bit and be like, I'm okay with you. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand this part. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what builds up our faith. It's the the little things that, that happen in our life, and God gives us sometimes answers very, very quickly on those. And the some of the big things, He'll um, take a bit more time. And then other things like you were just mentioning, it's just... It may be a few more years before you get a little bit of a better grasp, but I, I, I'm pretty sure none of us are going to be 100% right. happy with suffering <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's something that he'll, he'll reveal to us a bit more clearly down the track, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, definitely, because yeah, it, it's, it, I think it's a human condition to really question that one, really niggle into it, because it's just... It, it's, it's hard sometimes, and... I, I think when things get difficult, that's one of the questions we like to ask is, God, yeah. why the suffering? Yeah. yeah. So just to put a fine point on what we're saying, you know, we've spoken about how to deal with others when others have the questions. And I think what we're saying is, uh, you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the general gist of what we're saying is don't be in a hurry for an answer. Mm. Recognize that there's some time involved yeah. and have the humility to recognize that maybe you're not going to find the answer by yourself or anytime soon. And listen yeah. first, talk later. Don't don't feel like you need to give them the cookie-cutter answer because mm-hmm. if somebody's asking a question, it's generally because the cookie-cutter answer doesn't cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's wise to, to just take a step back from what we think we know mm. when somebody's asking a question yeah. and just really try to assess what are they actually asking here because mm-hmm. most of the time, in my experience, it's going to be deeper mm-hmm. than what There's we There's a think. question behind the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in for individuals that are asking themselves that the questions are there any other any other clear thoughts that you guys like to share before we wrap well up? i liked what you said earlier i thought that was an important distinction there that sometimes it's not okay to be questioning if your motive is is not right mm-hmm. like if you're just looking for a, a way out yeah it's probably not the right reason to be asking questions and i'm not yeah. saying don't ask questions if if you're looking for a way out but ask just be questions. honest enough to just leave mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you're looking for a way out mm-hmm. don't be don't true try to yourself to, don't try to mm-hmm. you know make a way out but yeah be true be true to yourself is good but but also you know ask questions for the right reason because you want to know the answers honestly mm. and if you're honest with yourself and, and you're honest with what you read in scripture and and come to understand through life experience as well about God eventually you'll find yourself um, I, from my experience anyway you'll find yourself trusting him because of an overwhelming you know sense of evidence based in you know the Bible and life experience mm-hmm. so 
I, I think it's important, like you said, to just, just take stock of why am I asking this question? Mm-hmm. And if it's for an honest motive, then ask away. Yeah. But if, if you're looking for a way out, you don't need to use those kinds of things for a way out. God just, created us free will. We're free to come. We're free to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, with that, we'll probably wrap this episode. But thank you so much for joining us, guys. Um, We'll be back next week with another one. See you later. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list so I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.